Well, good morning. I'm thankful this morning that we didn't have four feet of snow on the ground. We did have some weather, and all of you are aware of that. Most of us were pinned up in our house two or three days. and uh, But the Lord was good to us. Nobody that I know of had an incident of injury. And my wife got home safely. Although I was out after her at one o'clock the other night, and everything uh, everything went well, and the Lord blessed. And but I'm glad you're here this morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Good to have our visitors. Good to have those. And as Brother Chris has already said, it would be wonderful if you would stay with uh, the Lord, stay with Him if you're not saved. This is the best place on earth you can get saved. If you are saved, then, then the Lord expects you to be here. And we expect you to be here. And hope and pray it will be a blessing to you. Uh, you don't have the best teacher in the world, but you got the best subject in the world. And there's a lot of men that could handle this much better than I. I understand that. But I hope and pray that God will get the glory as we just, as our, our brother Chris just read to us about Job, and I wonder how many of us, if we had everything taken from us, would testify like Job when he said, The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Right. A lot of times men accuse God when they have a, they call it bad luck. And, and sometimes men accuse God of treating them bad and and uh, and things like that, but you know God is good to everybody, and and I know you can look around, and I I have people that tell me uh, that that I've been uh, that you know at my age I'm getting around real well, and so far I am, and I just tell them it's a miracle of God, and I could say this uh, very humbly. Most of the people that I was raised with are gone. So God has been good to me, and I give Him the glory. Now, uh, I glory in what He's done to me physically, but I glory more and thank Him more for what He's done for me spiritually. Because eternal life is in Jesus Christ, and everybody wants to live. And I, I made this statement before, if we get puny and sick, well, we'll go to the hospital if the doctor says something, oh, something uh, has got to take care, of, we got to do something in your life that'll talk, cost $10,000. Well, if your life is at stake, what do you say? Do you say, no, I don't want it? No, we say, go ahead. And we're, our thought says we'll take care of the price later on, so one way or another. And that's okay. I'm for that. But my question is, what would you give for eternal life? How valuable is that? Now, most of the time, and in my case it was, I was too proud to come down before church and bow down and ask God to save me. I just had too much pride. And, and you know, I got to reading in the Bible after I got saved, and the Bible says uh, we got proud of life, got proud of the eye and the lust of the flesh. Lust of the eye and the pride of life. So pride keeps a lot of people from searching for the Lord. But I'm telling you, and I'm telling you as your friend, 
That's the only place you're going to get eternal life. The only place. And, and, and I know it kind of blows your mind. Well, what will that be like and all that? And I can't describe that for you. But the Bible tells us and it declares that, that, that there's eternal life for those that believe in Christ savingly. It's already been said. You've looked out over the world. You've, saw, you've seen people that claim to be Christians and they, they, had a, they had a shipwrecked life and probably you said, I don't want none of that. But, but let me tell you, uh, regardless of what God does to people or for people, He's real. Amen. Heaven is real yes, and hell is real. Right. Now, I hope that, and it's not my intent uh, to insult anybody this morning, but it's my intent to tell you and me what God said in His Word. All right, if you turn to Romans chapter 5, I believe we'll, we'll get into that if the Lord will help me this morning. And uh, <clears throat> hope and pray that what we say will be for His glory. And I uh, hope, that you'll, hope it'll, it'll, it'll mean something to you. If my memory serves me correctly, the last time we, uh, we looked at this, we, we took verse 9 under consideration, which was to, to uh, expound on the wrath of God. Now, and, and when I read the word in the New Testament, getting saved, uh, I, I always think of what people say in religion. And I've met a few people that says, well, I've been saved twice. Or I've been saved three times. Not many, but a few. Well, let me say this to you now. If you really get saved, you only need to do it once. Once is enough. Once will hold. And uh, the reason it'll hold is not because you or I can be good, uh, good enough Christians to hold it, but we've got a good Savior. And he saves to the uttermost those that come to him by faith. See, he saves to the uttermost. He don't say, well, I, I saved Chris and, and I might lose him. He better be careful. That's, that's not ever in the vocabulary of God. That's not in the vocabulary of God. God saves to the uttermost. And uh, if you get saved, now, now if you've had a fake uh, but, uh, movement towards God then it won't hold right. see uh, Jesus said uh, can you uh, a good tree bringeth forth good fruit an evil tree cannot bring forth good fruit Amen. you see what I mean so it has to do with one's nature being saved is not run up to the front of the church shaking, shaking a six foot icicle a spiritual icicle man's hand getting down and crying a little bit and jumping up and let somebody run up and say, oh, you're saved. Tell people about it. That's not salvation. And I'm not throwing off on preachers at all. I'm just saying that's not salvation. Salvation is you having a heart that says to God, I'm a sinner and I'm going to hell if you don't save me. So please save me, God, I'm guilty. And God will save. And God will let you know in your heart something's happened to you. See, now let me say this, and I don't say it to insult you. I don't say it to offend you. But don't quit till you get that. Search till you get that. Till something happens in your heart. 
All them old preachers that I was raised around would come around. If anybody come to the altar and used to, you know, they'd let them pray a few minutes or a while or whatever. Church would come up and pray with you and the, the pastor would come around and say, did anything happen to you in your heart? And, and, and that's the way they handled it. And you know, and I said no one time. And so, and so finally, <clears throat> after he said that three times, he said, well, you, he, he just whispered in my ear and said, you come back tonight and see if God will break your heart. Now that was a man of God perceiving that I was not really up there to get true salvation. I was scared and, uh, and me and some boys made it up to go up there. Because the pressure was on us, and, and I'm not saying I'm not saying what for you to do, and I and I hope I'm not saying be ashamed to come up here, because you don't want to do that. You want to do it. One man said, a uh, 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 feller asked him said, do I have to go up front of the front of the, front of the, the church to get saved? And his answer was, not unless you've told God you're not going to. If you've ever said to God, I'm not going up there, you got to go. And, and he said that under inspiration, that's not from me. But, but you do what God wants you to do. And I've told people, and, 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 and I've had it preached, you can get saved anywhere God puts you under old-time Holy Ghost conviction. Conviction is the Holy Spirit letting you know in your heart you're guilty. And, and, and God does say, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them who believe. So we do need a preacher. We do need a preacher. All right, now let me get in a lesson. Last Sunday, I dealt, uh, Sunday before last, I dealt with wrath. And we don't hear much wrath preaching anymore. You don't hear people going to Revelation and they get that place in there where blood's going to run up to the, the, the depth of the bridle bits of a horse for 176 miles. Uh, you don't get in there where, where uh, uh, it's, uh, those people are still on the earth. Now, I don't believe the church will be here. But those people that's going to be on the earth, hail is going to follow, going to fall like 200 pounds. They, they talk about quarter size and nickel size hail. What if he says, we're going to have hail tomorrow night and they're going to weigh 200 pounds apiece? What are you going to do? Now, that's in the Bible. He said, he said, hail will call will fall about the size of a cubit. And a cubit is 18 inches. You get a, a hailstone that big. And, 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 and I took my calculator and computed it up. Weighs about 200 pounds. And, and, and when you have a 200-pound hailstorm, uh, hailstone storm, you don't need a bomb. That is a bomb. Now, now, I've just said that to say because we've about quit telling people about the wrath of God. God's wrath is coming. Wrath is coming. And, and even if you escape that, what about eternal wrath? That's mentioned in the Revelation chapter 20. All whose names were not found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And, and, and chapter 14 says the lake of fire a brimstone burneth forever and ever, day and night. They'll be tormented day and night, forever and ever. Now, I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not here to offend you. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. See, 
True born-again religion is not just a feely good, feely good, ha-ha-ha situation. Now, when you get salvation, God will give you joy. See? But right now, if you're lost, you don't have it. You don't have joy towards the Lord. Now, you may have a good position on earth. You might be making good money. You might be uh, driving a good vehicle, have a good home, and that's good. But what about eternal life? All right. We, we talked about that the last time. Let's look at verse 10. Now, this is Paul talking to the people at Rome. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Uh, that's a whole lesson right there. I've met a few people. They got a problem with the Bible saying they're enemies. They're enemies of God. I've had people say, I'm not an enemy of God. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you love God supremely? Do you obey Him? Do you want to do His will? No, we don't. By nature, we're children of wrath. Ephesians 2. Now, that, now that, that just means all of us. Me too. We start out children of wrath. Why, why do we do that? Because our father, grandfather Adam sinned. And I say this all the time. His first sin was not stealing the apple off the tree. That was not his first sin. His first sin was rebellion. Now can I say this to you as your friend? Is there any of that in you? Is any of that in you towards God? You see what I mean? And, and, and I'm just trying to be true with you. I'm trying to tell you what God said. God don't say that. He don't, he don't have me to say that to offend you. He has me to say that because it's true. You see what I mean? We didn't come here save people spiritually. David said, In sin did my mother conceive me, and I came forth my mother's womb speaking lies. I got news for me and you. We did too. Let me say something. Did, do you always, did you always from here back tell the truth to you, daddy and mama? Did you tell the truth to the school teacher? Did you tell the truth to this policeman? You see what I mean? I mean, I mean, you get us in a bind, and we don't like to tell the truth. I, I, I'm talking about me. See? And so, so we, if when we were enemies, now that's the thing the Bible's talking about. See? If when we were in it, we were reconciled. Reconciled. What's that word mean? That means brought back. Yes. Made, made right in the sight of God. See? Now, now we kind of take it this way. And I've said that this before, but bear with me, please. <clears throat> we had a bad, bad day and, and we took God's name in vain. And, and somebody said, one of the Ten Commandments says, Thou shalt not take the Lord thy God's name in vain. I said, well, I, I did that yesterday. Well, today I'm going to give the Red Cross $50. Now then I'm caught up. It don't work that way. Sure. It don't work that way. God sees everything. 
Brother Bell's been teaching us on the attributes of God. I like it. I think that's what people ought to be taught. Because people think God's a man. They think they can deal with God like they can deal with me. That's not near so. As he said, God knows everything. God's everywhere all the time. And God is holy, holy, holy. And me and you ain't. See? So in God's sight, that makes us enemies. Now let me say something carefully. God is not our enemy. We were God's enemy. See, I remember when I was out and saying, boy, I didn't want nobody talking to me. I, I had the attitude, I'm my own man. And I, and, I, and I just drove at home to my thoughts. I'm my own man. And I didn't even want to obey my mother and daddy when I was in their house. Of course, my daddy had words for that. He didn't put up with that a bit. He said, the last time I checked, I got the title to this place. And as long as I got the title to it, I'm going to run the business here. And I didn't like that a bit. See, what was the matter with you, Mr. Pollard? I, I was a rebel. Like Adam. I was a rebel. All right. Being we were reconciled to God. How? By good works? By giving the Red Cross $10? No. By the death of his son. Now, it's a good time for me to remind you, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, that whosoever means me and whosoever means you. Whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, Now, folks, God is offering us everlasting life. And it's not time for you to worry about what somebody will think about you. It's time for you to think about what does God think about you. See? Now, now how is he going to reconcile us Uh, uh, by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall. What does the word shall mean? Definite. That's right. Be saved by his life. See? His life. Now, one man said, uh, well, said Jesus could have sinned. And the preacher said, no, he couldn't. He was God. So, well, he went up on the mountain and the devil tempted him. He said, that's right. Temptation is not sin. But when we, when we give in to temptation, then that's when it comes to sin. So, so, you see, Jesus could not have sinned. But he was sent down here, lived 33 and a half years, we think, uh, in a sin, sin-cursed earth, and had the message of eternal life to the human race. See, the Bible says he came to seek and to save sinners. He came to seek and save. Now, when he saves, he gives you eternal life. You get saved, you don't have to worry about it. See? I, I, I don't have a thought that I'm going to hell. See? See? Why? Because Jesus Christ died for me. See, that's why I am so uh, uh, blessed to understand some of Isaiah, Isaiah 53. 
See, we were all sinners. The Bible teaches total depravity. We were all sinners. My folks and your folks, sinners. But God gave his son. See, and I know you don't understand it. I don't even understand all of it. Jesus came down. God sent his son to come down here. Do you realize what Jesus gave up to come down here? One, one, one preacher preached that he left his ivory palaces. And, the glory, and he said in John 17, Father, give me the glory that I had with you uh, 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 before the world was. See? So he left his glory to come down here. He's king of kings and lord of lords. See? God's given him a name above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth. That every tongue should confess that he's Lord to the glory of God the Father. He's that now. Now, and every tongue hadn't confessed yet, but you're going to. I'm going to. You're going to. So why don't you do it now? See? And it... And, what, and, and if you do not do it in this life and you get over yonder to judgment or whatever gathering God's going to have, you're going to do it then and it's not going to give you eternal life. Right. Too late. See, the Bible says as a tree falls, so shall it lie. That means, what, what did God give us this life for? From a spiritual standpoint. He gave us this life so that we could come in contact with the gospel and believe the gospel to the saving of our soul. See? And and can I say this? I know there's just 24 here. But like Brother Chris has already said, God blessed you to be here this morning. Not because I'm speaking. I'm the ugliest fella here. But, but, But that you might hear the message of eternal life. See? And, and, and I pray. Jesus went through the life and he met certain people, you know, and, and he would make statements like this. Uh, he that hath an ear, let him hear. That God might give you eyes to see. And you know what he said about the Pharisees? He says they have eyes to see, but they don't perceive. See, yes. I hope that's not what we do. I hope that's not what we do. See, so, so he hath reconciled us uh, uh, and being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. See, he died for sinners, but his death would not have been productive if he had not had a holy life. As I've already, I've already alluded to, when he, was, when he was taken up to be tempted, you know, in your flesh, what would you have done if somebody offered you the whole world, all the kingdoms of it? What would you have done? And you say, people are going to say, I'd turn it down. Yeah, but what would you have done in your, in your, in your unregenerated life? See, but Jesus says, it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou worship. Right. See, so Jesus just used the word on the devil. See, all right. So he was holy, and by his life, okay, verse 11, and not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, 
by whom we have when? Now receive the atonement. Amen. Yes. <laughs> you don't have to wait. And, I, and I, I've met a few people and said, well, Mr. Paul, I'm going to wait over yonder. Wait till I get over yonder at the judgment. My good outweighs my bad. I'll be all right. See, we have no good when it comes to what God says. Now, we can be good to one another, and I believe the Bible teaches to do that. And I want to do that. But that don't get you into heaven. See? There's no such thing in the Bible anywhere, Old Testament, New Testament, Revelation, anywhere, where a human's good outweighed his bad. It's, it's not, even a, 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 not even inference that it's going to happen that way. See? Psalms 39 says, man at his best state is altogether vanity. Now, I didn't write that. God wrote it. Man is the best state. It's altogether vanity. That, now, that's not when I look at you. When I look at you, it's when God looks at us. So, so all he's saying, he's not, he's not trying to offend you or insult you. He's just telling you the truth. Man's best state, when God looks down, what did he say? There's none good, no, not one. We've already seen that in Romans. There's none good, no, not one. Not when I look at you. Not when your mama looks at you or your daddy. When God looks at us. There's one good. And God sent him down here to live a, a perfect life, to be railroaded, and to be crucified. You know, Jesus knew when all the time he was going to come down uh, 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 and live 33 and a half years, we think, and was going to be crucified and raised the third day. That's how I know he can raise me. Right. See? He said, I'll have power to lay my life down, I'll have power to lay, raise it up again. Amen. See? And he told Martha, <laughs> He that believeth and liveth in me shall never die. Believe thou this? And somebody said, well, I know we die because we have funerals. I know, but that's not the end of the story. Man is a body, soul, and spirit. See? Man, body, soul, and spirit. Now, what you see in a coffin at a, at a funeral, and that's a sad occasion, I'm sorry that we have to go there, is the body. The spirit and soul is gone. See? And according to Ecclesiastes, we put, the, we put the, the body goes back to the dust and the soul goes back to God that gave it. That's what Ecclesiastes says. Ecclesiastes says. See? So the soul goes back to God to be immediately placed where their abode's going to be in eternity. I believe that. I believe the scripture teaches that. See? And so that's what we've got to consider. All right? Whom we have now received the atonement. What does atonement mean? It means to make right. When Jesus went to Calvary, and when he died, can I say this? 
I hope I'm touching your heart. Not because I'm a big man. I'm the least in here. When, when Jesus went to Calvary, he prayed for me and you. He said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. I was one of them. He said, well, I wasn't there, Mr. Pollard. I wasn't either. But Isaiah 53 said he put the iniquity of all of us on Jesus. And he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. In Hebrews, Hebrews 2. See? So Jesus died for me, and he died for you. See? Now, you say, well, if he died for me, don't that save me? No, but it puts you in a position where you can trust him to save you. He that cometh unto me, I want to know why I was cast out. See? So, well, I just don't really, I just don't really have faith to believe that he'd save me. Why don't you ask God to give you some faith? So, well, I'm a sinner. God don't hear a sinner's prayer, does he? Heard my prayer when I was a sinner. That's right. That's right. Amen. See? Why don't you ask God? Lord, give me faith to believe in you. See? Now, you don't have to do what I've done. I don't ever teach recipe salvation. But that's one thing I remember praying when I hit my knees because I didn't have faith. Give me faith to believe in you. You don't have to do that, but I did it. And I'm glad I did it. See what I mean? All right. Wherefore, man, I'm out of time. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. So why do people die? Because of sin. All right. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. This Bible says all, A-double-L. As I say so often, me and my folks and you and your folks, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. See? So, so, what do I do about it? Well, one thing that does not work for you to do is linger at the gate. A lot of people's lingered at the gate. And they just finally put it off and didn't do it. Just finally put it off. Here's what my advice would be to you. Say, God, I'm a sinner. And your Bible says sinners are going to hell. Would you save me by your son Jesus Christ's death on the cross? For I'm guilty. Can I say this? You don't have, you're not guilty before me. But we read in chapter 2, that all are guilty before God. What are you guilty of? So, Mr. Pollard, I hadn't shot anybody or robbed any banks. I know. Maybe you hadn't. But you're still a sinner. And God knows it. And, and nobody can fool God. You can't fool God. God knows it. See? But, but, the good news is He's offered you terms of peace. He's offered you terms of peace. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. See, that don't mean you got a 100-pound sack on your back. It means your heart's heavy. 
And he will make your heart heavy. That's called conviction. That's God's way of telling you that you need something in him. You don't need me. You need him. Okay? All right. All have sinned. And and I have to quit. And even though there's not a period there, my time has run out. And and I just hope and pray that the words that's been said this morning will, will help you out. I'm here to help you. I'm not here to criticize you. I'm not here to insult you, as I've already said. But I just hope and pray that you'll hold these words in your heart. For what I've read to you is what God said, not what I said. All right. Thank you for listening to me, ladies and gentlemen. And I hope and pray you'll be, the Lord will bless you. All right. How many Bibles did we have this morning? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. All right. Thank you. <clears throat> we'll take an offering. <coughs> Thank you.